Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time for one more hour of the Hot Corner. Hi, my name's Alfred DeLeo. At home, they call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. Boxing flies one in the air to left center. Up to the plate for hour two. You want a piece of me? This is the hot corner on 1080. Look, this is America. This is why we're here. Is to play the game of baseball, the freedoms that we have. The fan. Welcome into the second round of the hot corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that the Let's Show Up Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com and the Odyssey app. Fair foul coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll do that in about 30 minutes from now. 503-250-1080. That is the text line for now. We'll let you interact with us throughout the entire show. Suns beat the Warriors, or is this game still live? This game's still live. Suns up on the Warriors 107-97, but there's nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Suns are up by 10 on the Warriors right now, but there's nine minutes to go, so I'm going to take Memphis by four in this game. That's how the NBA works. Right? Wait, Memphis? Yeah, right. Isn't that how this this thing works? Is that Memphis playing? Oh, no, that's Phoenix because they're wearing Topaz jerseys. I got confused. Dear God. I did not. The point guard for the Topaz does not have that sweet hair and that flying acrobatic like play that I've come to know and love. Uh, you know who can rock a somewhat turquoise jersey pretty well, though? Who? Blazers. Especially when it's uh, owed to an old 90s carpet at a uh, said Portland International. Airport. You know, I saw those jerseys on. Uh, I saw those jerseys on not, the carpet on the airport. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw know. those jerseys on like Instagram and social media and stuff, but I didn't see them on the floor. Did they look good on the floor? They're pretty snazzy. I had some friends that said it did not look good on the floor. You thought it looked good on the floor? Well, I mean, the the basketball played in those uniforms were pretty ugly. <laughs> That's for about not three what I'm um, I don't know. I mean, they were different. They're cool every once in a while, but you know that they're going to beat them over your head all year and probably wear them like 15 times. Like, I don't know. Cool. It was funny because I was watching last night's game 
uh, completely legal through a stream that well, gave me the San Antonio Spurs broadcast. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the commentator... You were in San Antonio last night. Yeah. yeah watching from the hotel. Right, right. Uh, but when the commentator explained to Sean Elliott what the jerseys were, because Sean Elliott was the play by uh, the color commentator, mm-hmm. and he explained to him what Portland was doing with their jerseys, he's, he's like, wait, what? The carpet at he's an like, airport? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was just so baffled, like, Sean Elliott, how many times have you been to the Portland, Portland airport? He's like, I don't know, yeah, he, 100, 200? Yeah, sure enough. He's like, I I guess I never looked at the <laughs> carpet before at the Portland airport. We, like, are, we are a bunch of losers. <laughs> when, you, when it was said by someone that does not live in Portland. Here in Portland, you're like, yeah, it makes oh, sense. God, yeah, dude, the airport the carpet. carpet. It's famous. Yeah. Yeah. But when it was said by someone who like doesn't know the area and someone who didn't understand, it was like, yeah, on second thought, that is really dumb. We're yeah. really proud of a carpet that we used to have in our airport. The like. shadows of the historic Fremont <laughs> Bridge. You're like, that bridge? There's like seven bridges in this town that are way sexier than that. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Golden Gate before? <laughs> the St. John's Bridge was designed by the guy who made the Golden Gate Bridge. He was like, hey, I have this idea for this really cute little bridge. <laughs> uh, well, in back back to baseball, as, as we are a baseball show, even though we do like to get a little sidetrack on this thing. It is the offseason. Expect that until about uh, early February. Joe and I will go off the ropes a lot, whether it's college basketball, a little NFL. I might get into a little World Cup. We'll talk a little NBA, little Blazers, all that stuff. So stay tuned for that in the upcoming months. But I do want to kind of finish out this baseball season before we start really start getting into the future stuff. But a big thing happened today that I think says a lot about where this organization is going. And I think it actually uh, kind of showed its hand a little bit. The Mariners today trade for all-star Teoscar Hernandez from the Toronto Blue Jays. They send Chris Flexen and a minor league pitcher to the Blue Jays to get Teoscar Hernandez. Now, he is a rental. This will be a one-year uh, a one-year rental, but they'll have him for the full season. Chris Flexen was in the same boat, so you're kind of trading contracts to an extent for that. Flexen kind of saw himself out of the rotation with Luis Castillo coming in and uh, Logan Gilbert being amazing and the emergence of George Kirby. That's their four-man rotation. It sounds like Marco Gonzalez is also potentially on the block. But I think what's most importantly is is two things. One, the easiest on the surface is Jerry Depoto is ready. Jerry Depoto is a trade guy. Uh, he, he's a trade guy that loves to wheel and deal. I'm sure he has great relationships with a majority of the man of the GMs in baseball, which is why he's able to do this. But for the first time in a long time and maybe ever that I have seen in Jerry DePoto's career, he has a farm system to back him up on that. Hence why he was able to get Luis Castillo. Hence why they were able to have conversations about Juan Soto. They didn't land Juan Soto, but they were able to have real, legitimate conversations about Juan Soto when he became available. Teoscar Hernandez is an upgrade in the outfield. Julio's going to play center. We all know that. We don't really know what the trade market value is for a Jared Kelnick. I like to think that the Mariners are probably 
gonna be a little a little hesitant to just get rid of him. I think they don't quite know exactly what he is yet. I think it's easy for us as fans to say, not the guy we expected him to be. But I think there's still there's been enough pluses that it's worth waiting to see. But this tells me something straightforward, plain and plain and simple. Mitch Haniger is not coming back to this team. Jesse Winker, for sure, is not coming. We knew that. We knew Winker wasn't coming back because of all this postseason behind the scenes drama that somehow the Mariners were able to keep quiet until the season ended. Winker's going to get going to get either dealt or released. But I think the biggest thing this says is that Mitch Haniger, who is a fan favorite, who was a decently important character for this team, I think this is telling him, go find another team, get your money, and thank you. John Morosi, he said today, even with Julio Rodriguez in center and Teoscar, uh, Teoscar, uh, wow, words, Teoscar Hernandez in right, the Mariners are not done looking at outfielders. I'm told they're considering upgrades in left field where internal options include Winker, Haggerty, Moore, and Kelnick. And where's Kyle Lewis in all this? That was kind of what I was you wondering know what I mean? as well. So maybe maybe that's the deeper conversation that almost an embarrassment of riches. I mean, could I mean can we not there, there's a package right there. I mean I mean I mean you got <laughs> you throw I mean Kyle Lewis in that. You got five pretty solid pieces all together to I, throw out a team. Somewhere. But I think that's the reality is that you know you have center field made. This this Hernandez trade solidifies your right field. So now you're trying to figure out who's in left. Okay, so are we talking about Dylan Moore, Sam Barry Bonds, Haggerty, Jesse Winker? Are we talking about packaging these guys for relievers? I mean, Swanson went in this deal. You're down one reliever, but that bullpen is a little bit of an embarrassment of riches. It wasn't as great in the postseason as you expected it, but that's a really damn good, good bullpen. What it makes me wonder is, is a Kelnick, Kyle Lewis, is that kind of package setting you up for a shortstop, a closer, a first baseman? You use all that little left field to kind of dangle out to some people. So if you got five guys that can play left, if you trade four of them and put one of them in left try to build up that bench and you trade all those other four guys for all these ancillary. I think this I Jerry Depoto kind of showed his hand, I think, that Mitch Haniger is not coming back, but I think he also told a lot of people that we don't really know what his plan is. The nice thing is is with all those players that I mentioned and that we've kind of talked about, man, is he got a lot of options. And I don't want to say that those players are your options packaging moving them i mean this is a great spot to be in and this could also maybe just be us in our corner up here like sure. oh wow kyle lewis Haggerty. oh right. my god sure. Winker, look at all these guys you sure, can totally. get rid of but a little bit of a, of a bias all of these guys have value in some way or another obviously they're mlb players but i mean Haggerty, 
one of the fastest guys out there. Kyle Lewis, great fielder, great hitter. Uh, Winker, yeah, he dipped off the, uh, this year, but you saw what he did in Cincinnati the year before. You can make the case for a lot of these guys that they would be great packaged all together uh, to, like you said, go after one of these big-name shortstops. I, I don't think DePoto's done. I don't think he's done either. And and when I say done, not one of those like little Jerry DePoto moves that like eh, whatever. Like no, I think I'm talking like, bigger than what happened today. I think a lot of I think those days of DePoto are gone. He's been that setting little, himself up all death, these years. Death of a thousand moment. swords. That death of a thousand <laughs> swords, DePoto. That stuff might be gone. Like, look, you have a American League Rookie of the Year not named Julio Rodriguez. And you have the second highest touted prospect in your program not named Julio Rodriguez as an option to play left. And you're looking for a left fielder. That is wild. It's embarrassment of riches. Like Kyle said. Lewis could easily play left, but can he play? Can he stay healthy? We don't know that. Is Kelnick going to be the Bryce Harper light that he is touted to be? Or... Do you go get a left fielder? I'm just using him as an example. I don't think he's available. But do you get a left fielder like a Giancarlo Stanton, who's not a great defender, but you have Sam Haggerty? I think they hold on to Haggerty. I think he's too important as a utility guy. Is that? Do you go sign a Juan Dulio? Do you get a J.D. Martinez to play left? But if he can't play left every day, he DHs? And then you put Haggerty out there, or Kelnick out there, or Kyle Lewis, or Dylan Moore, or or one whichever one you decide to hold on to. Moral of the story: I think Depoto showed his hand that Mitch Haniger will not be back, but I think he has shown his hand that this outfield might be absolutely insane next year. I am with it. I believe that it, uh, you're absolutely right. Man, what a big move. Hey, today, thank you for giving us this uh, going to the hot corner today. Much appreciated. But again, it, I think it's a signal that it's like uh, this This is where it begins for us. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think this is the first wave in a uh, storm coming from the mirrors. Once you get past the Astros, Joe, who is it? In the AL, I mean... It's wide open. You can make arguments for a ton of teams. The White Sox under a real manager might be better. Do The twi- the Twins said they're going to throw a ton of money at Correa. You know, do they land some other free agents? What do the Yankees do in the offseason? You know, I think they're going to get Judge back. But who else do they get? What are the Red Sox going to do? Are they going to tear it down? The American League is wide open. And I think DePoto knows this. And I think the... I think the Astros can be got, and I think they see that. And the American League, the National League is very heavy at the top, and I think it's going to stay there heavy at the top. The American League, oh, boy, but buckle up, Buttercup. I think this is going to be so fun in 2023. All right, when we come back, I do want to give some shout-outs uh, to rookies, uh, and welcome to the show as we've been banging on this program 
about the future of baseball being real bright. And I think when you look in the National League and the American League, you can see a plethora of talent still around. So I want to talk about some rookies that got some got some awards and even rookies that didn't get awards. We'll do that next. The Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Corner on 1080 The Fan. 923 here, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Fair foul coming up here in about 15 minutes. We'll wrap this bad boy up. Once again, we are off next week. Enjoy your holiday. Be safe. Um, I'll be rooting my coogs on in the Apple Cup because that's what we do. Uh, but I want to give a little bit of a shout out here to some rookies. I know, I know this show. I, I feel like we've been doing this show long enough that we've seen this big transition of young players. I re- I remember when it was Bryce and Mike. It was it was Bryce Bryce Harper and Mike Trout, and it was like nobody else mattered. And then we saw guys like Mookie Betts, and then you fast forward, and we get to guys like. Fernando Tatis and Vladdy Jr. and Acuna and all that kind of stuff. And this year there there was no shortage. I mean, it may this year outside of Julio may not have been the sexy profile that say an Acuna or a Vladdy give you. But we saw some guys that are that look to be actually real as Dion would say primetime players and I'll start in the National League I'll I'll never forget this I think I think we were at the all-star break and Big John was in here and Voldemort was still around and and I I I mentioned the center fielder for the Braves and I said Michael Harris the second I said this guy he is making web gem after web gem and his hitting is not there but it seems to be coming around and in the second half it really came around and and Voldemort looked at me and said who I've never heard of this guy. And I said, bro, you watch baseball. How have you not seen this guy? And sure enough, Michael Harris, he wins the National League Rookie of the Year. Uh, Talk about embarrassment of riches. Second place was a starting pitcher for the Braves. Braves are doing just fine. Spencer Strider, best mustache in baseball, was a very, very good pitcher for the Braves. So there you are. There's your top one and two. Michael Harris, who wins it who plays dynamite defense in center field. And as the season progressed, his bat rounded out to be a pretty solid major league bat. So it'll be fun to watch the Braves and see how they how they go forward with that. Uh, you know, we all thought they'd lose Freddie Freeman and not be able to compete. And the National League playoffs were, were a little wonky, a little wild this year. Philly came out of nowhere and... Started smashing people, and San Diego made it interesting on a lot of people, and the Dodgers fell short, and the Braves fell short, and the Cards fell short, and 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 so that was fun. But there are a couple dudes there in Bravo uniforms uh, that I watched all season, and hopefully they can continue that, and you will watch them as well next season. Slide over to the American League, and that's where that's where we really get to the real sexiness. Julio Rodriguez. That is your Vladdy Jr. 
That is your Acuna. That is your Tatis. What I would argue is that Julio is your Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those kind of rookies. And we know that. We saw that. We watched that. I don't think it was a shock to anybody else that Julio won American League Rookie of the Year. I mean, he's must-watch baseball. And that's all we want for baseball right now is guys that are must-watch baseball. What he did at the All-Star Game in the Home Run Derby went toe-to-toe with the hottest free agent prize on the market. And he went toe-to-toe. He put on a show. He's got a great smile. He plays great defense. If you go to Mariner games, you can see how he interacts with fans. That's the kind of guy you want. That's the kind of future baseball wants. But I'm going to step aside from Julio at the top as much as I love Julio. I have my jersey. You know, I watch him anytime I can. I've been in the stadium when he's played. And as nothing's going on, I find myself watching him. But I want to step aside from that. I want to look at those guys that finished number two and number three in the American League Rookie of the Year race. We live in the Northwest. Everybody knows Adley Rutschman, number one overall pick. One of the one of the most highly touted catching prospects since probably Joe Maurer, Buster Posey. I mean, those guys are Hall of Famers, in my opinion. Buster Posey's got three rings. He's got four no-hitters and a perfect game. I mean, like, Joe Maurer is potentially the best hitting catcher of all time outside of Pudge Rodriguez because he, you know, likes the good stuff. So Adley's easy. When he was called up by the Orioles, he completely changed that team. He didn't just completely change the offense of that team. He completely changed the pitching staff of that team. There are knocks on Joe Maurer. Decent catcher. Great hitter. Eventually he'll move to first base. Buster Posey hung on as long as he could as a catcher. And had there not been that incident at home plate, which changed rules in baseball, Buster, I think, would have been a better catcher. And he hung on and played catcher for the majority of his career. Adley Adley is that potential Johnny Bench, that guy that can hit, that guy that can call a game, that guy can be a leader. And that's what's sexy about Adley Rutschman. Joe, do you know who took third place in the American League Rookie of the Year vote? Uh, I do, and it was uh, a fellow Oregon State baseball player and also in Cleveland. And that is what's sexy. Stephen Kwan finishes third. He he had a gangbuster start to the season. And if you look at things from like a fantasy perspective, he kind of started to fade away a little bit. But at the end of the year, there's still that guy. And his manager won manager of the year, and he stuck with Stephen Kwan in left field. You get to the playoffs against the Yankees, Stephen Kwan was pretty damn good against the Yankees. He was a really tough out. Yeah, not just the playoffs. Uh, to end the regular season and go into the playoffs, he was uh, he was hitting the ball a lot better. To tease fair or foul a little bit, I think he has five home runs total on the year. 
regular season and postseason. Yeah, we I think brought that up. Uh, two of yeah. them are in the postseason or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. Like he had hit more home runs to in the last week of the regular season in the playoffs than he had the entire regular season. Absolutely ridiculous. I I spent mo- I spent a lot of my playoffs in my car in, in the truck listening to the radio of baseball because I I love baseball radio. It was kind of like what I was forced to, but it was also kind of a secret choice. And I remember Eduardo Perez saying that Stephen Kwan in left field will be a starting left fielder for any and every team that he ever plays for. He won a gold glove. He finished third as rookie of the year. Not the most baseball-looking kind of guy. But when you watch him, the way he plays left, the way he approaches the plate, he has a sense of urgency mixed in with a sense of patience. And I know it's easy to say now because I'm in the moment, but I would love to look back over the last 10 years and see the top three finishers of Rookie of the Year and see how they progress. Because I think this top three, Julio is clearly the superstar, the celebrity of the bunch. And Rutschman's a number one overall pick and a catcher, which kind of gets you a little extraness. But I would love to bet, and I'm not a gambler, but I would love to bet some serious coin that these three guys are three real guys. Real guys. And they're all completely different Julio is a 40-40 guy with a beautiful smile who plays center field and plays catch catch with the fans in the outfield Adley Rutschman number one overall pick plays catcher runs a staff hits is a leader is the guy and Stephen Kwan's just this little dude out in left field undervalued because they say he's short you know some guy who came from Oregon State but wasn't one of the sexy Oregon State guys. He's playing on a Cleveland team. Who the hell are these guys? This team's garbage. Francona's working with nothing, and they're only good because he's a good manager. I hold up. I think these three guys could be something really, really special. And you're right. It, they are all three completely different. Completely different players. And what a fun year for this show and this awards, just like the history of these teams and the people on this show. Like, obviously the Cleveland connection, the Orioles connection, the Mariners connection. But to have the rookies and the managers all get props in this year's awards season, um, it's awesome. But also the local ties, too. Yep. Again. You got a Mariner boy and Oregon State guys. Yes. I mean, if you're... I know there's no MLB team here in Portland, but there's definitely a lot to make you pay attention to baseball in the MLB right now, right? It just backs up what we were saying. You're telling me the top three managers of the year in the American League and the top three rookies of the year in the American League are all the same three teams? Let's go. Let's go. And they're not Yankees or Red Sox? Exactly. The American League is going to be absolutely fascinating Yep. in 2023. All right, when we come back, let's get into fair or foul. But before we do that, my man Joseph with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. A fair ball. Or 
Is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG, the ISO, and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta. Backs it into center. David tonight, two for two. Lead off single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is fair or foul on the hot corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, this is fair or foul. We do it every single week at the bottom of the second hour. And without further ado, I'll turn this over to this wonderful producer that I've had for a very long time who did not take a job and leave me high and dry. Mr. Joseph Fisher III. All right, here. Just clicking some buttons, moving some stuff around. Okay. All right. Uh, so we got their foul here. He's getting it pulled up. Bam! We're in awards tomorrow. Uh, these two guys, it's uh, probably safe to say they're not going to win MVP. But still, two very good players in the National League, and that is Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner, teammates. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. One's a free agent. Yes. Uh, Fair or foul, they tie for the most plate appearances this MLB season. Hmm. Interesting, because Trey usually bats high up in the lineup, so you would think a guy, especially with his kind of speed and and stuff like that. You know, those guys always see more plate appearances. But the Dodgers had one of the craziest offenses that we have seen. Um, It's funny, you think, you think I mean, I think Freddie batted third. So, wait, what is your lineup? Mookie, Trey, Freddie? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, <laughs> team is so loaded. How they didn't? How they've only got one World Series is beyond me. Um, they need a manager. Um, I will say fair on this, only because I am not the biggest Trey Turner guy in the world. I don't think he's bad by any means, but I don't love him as much as everyone else does. He should be more than Freddie Freeman, but I'm gonna say fair out of love and respect to Freddie Freeman. <laughs> well, he appreciates that out of the love and respect. Um, this is fair. They did tie. That is insane. For the most played appearance. That is absolutely insane. Oh, is it insane? Does it get more insane, though, Patrick? Fair or foul? They also had the exact amount of home runs and RBIs this season as well. Well, Freddie had a little bit of dip in power this year, but his average was fantastic. Um... I mean, Trey's always been a contact hitter with a little bit of power, but nothing like a free. I mean, Freeman. Would it help if I gave you the numbers? Yes, for it the would. Home runs yeah, I would like RBIs. that. I would like that. Well, I'm not going to because oh. that would give it away. If Phone I gave you like, if I gave you exact numbers, then it would be like, wait. So then those are the numbers. That was fair. Can I phone a friend? Um, I think what's yeah, like I said, I think Freeman's home runs were down this year and Trey's one of those kind of guys that I don't know probably hits 25 home runs you know but that lineup is so loaded you would think Freeman would smoke him in RBIs but up and down up and down that whole thing 
I like this crazy train that you like to put me on, Joe, and I will ride this crazy train and say fair. It is fair. They have 21 home runs in 100 RBIs each this year. And what's funny is that's a gr- those two stats are great totals for Trey Turner and seen down on Freddie Freeman. You were pretty spot on with that, my friend. Yes. Yes. Uh, fair or foul, one or the other, either Freeman or Turner, uh, led the league in runs, hits, singles, and doubles. One of them led the entire league in all of them? Uh, either or, like either Turner or Freeman. Oh, or oh. the leader in all those categories. Say, say the categories again. Runs, hits, singles, doubles. Runs, hits, singles, doubles. God, I think Goldie's the MVP, but like, you say something to me like that, and I start wondering if Goldie's not my vote for the MVP. Um, I have to say foul out of respect to one of the all-time fan favorites of this show, Paul Goldschmidt, but I think I'm wrong. Uh, I, I do think it's one of those guys, but I'm going to stick to my guns here and say foul. It is fair. Jesus. Freddie Freeman or Trey Turner. Jesus Cristo. <laughs> they led... In either runs, hits, singles, and doubles. Uh, One of them did. I don't know which one per category, but still, that's impressive as hell. Joe, if you had to choose one of those two, I'm going to side tangent here for a moment. If you had to choose one of those two, Freddie was a free agent last year. Trey's going to be a free agent this year, and the Dodgers are going to do everything they can to keep him. They let Corey Seager walk in hopes that they would keep Trey Turner. Which of those two would you rather have? Because Trey plays short, he can play second, He's pretty solid defensively, but Freddie is one of the best first basemen in baseball. In fact, I would say only Goldie is better than him. But he's got a little more power, but Trey's got more speed, plays a more valuable position, but Freddie's probably the better defender. Yeah, that's a that's a tough call. <laughs> it's a really tough call, because as soon as I start leaning one way, I'm like, I don't know. You're like, wait a second. I really like him at first base, but... Shortstop is the most important field uh, fielding position there is. Especially if you're the Dodgers, I feel like you can replace first base easier than you can short. I don't know what the age gap is, but I... I oh, the age gap is large. I was going to say... Young. I'm young. I'm sure Turner's got him by a few years, so I guess I'll take it for that reason is that I would have him for long. But outside of age, it's just whatever. I think I'd still take Trey Turner because I appreciate the, the fielding aspect and uh, the, the base path aggressiveness, being able to steal some bags. And, I'm and o- just consistently get on base. And I'm older than you, so I'll give love to the old guy. I'll take that. All right. One manager of the year that we didn't get to was uh, former Orioles manager of the year, Buck Showalter. He goes, and he wins manager of the year yet again. Third time, I believe, he's done it. Fair or foul. It's his fourth time. I thought I saw this earlier today. I thought I I thought I heard it was his third, but I had a conversation with the buddy, as we always do when Buck comes up. Buck Showalter should have 15 World Series titles right now. <laughs> Don't say that because two of those should have been with the Orioles. Buck Showalter got fired. The Yankees won four out of five years. 
He got fired from the Yankees and went to the Diamondbacks, this new upstart expansion team. He gets fired the next year. They beat the Yankees to win a World Series. He was in Texas on some decent teams. He was in Baltimore on some damn good teams. I will say foul. I think this is his third manager of the year. Landslide, too. No, it was. this was actually really close. I think it's his third. I'll take three. I'll say foul. This is fair. He has won four Manager of the Year awards on four different teams in four different decades at that, too. Absolutely insane. Dusty Baker, congratulations on winning a World Series. Step aside. It's Buck right now. I hope he gets one. He's got to. God, I hope he gets one. And he's been on TV multiple times in between those. On top of all this, Patrick, first manager to win on four different teams, first manager to win in four different decades, four awards is tied for the most all time. What uh, What are all the teams? Uh, I think you said Diamondbacks. So he won one on the Diamondbacks and won one on the Yankees. I believe so. Got one on the Orioles and now the Mets. Those are his best four stints. Yep. I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty sure that is uh, where he got those. I pray to God that if the Mets win the World Series in three years, that Buck Showalter is the manager. Because I'm so terrified that they don't win in the next two years. They fire him, bring somebody else in, and they win a title. Uh, yeah, I don't think he won one in Texas. His best year in Texas was 89 and 73, but they finished third in AL West. Oh, okay. Whereas his 99 season with the Diamondbacks finished first in the NL West, and it was a 100-win uh, season following a 65-win season in Arizona. So, Buck. Safe to assume that was the year that he won that. Absolutely incredible. Yes. Yes. So, tip of the cap to one to book show Walter don't let anybody get you down bud over uh, putting Ubaldo Jimenez in that game because you are one of the best managers of all time I and nobody thrown, can take that away from you I would have thrown Britain but you got four of them buddy well I a lot of people would have thrown Britain alright but you, that, that's the thing is the, the small pea brained non baseball minded people that guy went for it on fourth down that was a stupid idea yeah because he didn't get it and, you know, there's only one Buck Showalter who would have seen that his call was the right call all along. Did it end up in a walk-off home run? Yeah, but that's the risk you take sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I love Buck, and I wish him <laughs> nothing but the best. All right, that's Fair or Foul. We do it every single week at the bottom of the second hour. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. It's the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, this is the Hot Corner. We do it every single Wednesday for two hours. We'll be off next week, as will the Ducks Coaches Show, as we go into, as we start the holiday season. Joe and I are going to take take the week off, as I think we need it. We deserve it. We are the hardest working people here at 1080 The Fan. Tis the holidays. Tis the holidays. Uh, I'm hoping in December that I get a little bit of phone calls and maybe I'll dance around on some shows. 
Um, hopefully, Joe, you don't get phone calls to do that because you got your own full-time job. No, I hope I get phone calls, people wanting to spend their money um, to play their advertisements on this fine station. That is what I'm hoping for you. but I, And other avenues that they wish. But I am hoping, you know, uh, maybe maybe we'll do... Uh, I, I can't do Danny and Dusty. That, that's too much in the middle of the day. But uh, maybe one of the boys are out in the morning. Maybe one of the boys in the evening are out. Or maybe I'll slide in. You never know. Yeah, I told the boss, man, hey, man, I'll fill in whenever I can, but, uh, you know, let me close a couple deals here soon. Oh, the boss man knows I do whatever I want. Let me me sign some checks and crack some necks here. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to take a week off, but when we come back, hopefully we'll be ready to launch... Hot Corner 3.0. Can John and his nasty, disgusting, RSV-filled body be here next time, please? <laughs> I don't know what he has, but... Yeah, I'll reach out and I'll see. You know, we'll be we'll be into... I don't know if the Wednesday... Is the Wednesday in November? It is. It'll be the last day of November 30th. Uh, the World Series did play in uh, November, so maybe we can still bring in John. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we should be, Joe, ready to launch uh, Hot Corner 3.0. 1.0 was just me and Mike back in the day. We got you shortly after. That's 2.0. And uh, it'll be fun to kind of launch 3.0 and see uh, and s- see what we got in store for everybody. See see how we do this bad boy. Yeah, the sooner I know, the better. So I can start getting some stuff fixed, production elements and pictures and all sorts of stuff. All the things that people are just waiting and dying for with a new radio show is, who, where are the new graphics? Who would have thought that engineering at this point has lapped us, Joe? What do you mean? We're in this beautiful studio. And we haven't figured our life out yet. It's true. That's true. They're not better than us. We're not less than them. We're not better than them. They're not less than us. But the running joke here was that those guys were so up against the wall that we were going to be way in front of them. And here we are. We're losing, Joe. We should probably step it up. That's right. I think that we need a good old turkey dinner to uh, get back in the game, get our heads straight. I think and so, too. And a meeting with uh, you know Jeff Sacramento. Yeah, I think so, too. I think uh, are, are, you, uh, are you at Dad's for Thanksgiving? Dude, I don't know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. Oh, you don't know? Oh, wow. Good on All you. All I know is I have a couch being delivered tomorrow, uh, and that might be Thanksgiving for me, is Ooh. lying on the couch all the day. brand new couch. With no family around whatsoever. You don't got medium on Thanksgiving this year? Is he with mom? Not this year, no. No, I'll have him for the entire weekend following Thanksgiving, so that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so... You know, we'll live it up after that. That's how I do it, too. So, without further ado, party at Joe Fisher's house on Thanksgiving. I'll see you there. For Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a great holiday. Be safe on Thanksgiving. And remember, when it comes to Thanksgiving, as stupid as that holiday is and as dumb as this country can be at times, take care of those that can't take care of themselves. For Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do like that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network 
from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 